Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for July 24th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Eternal God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you call us to a new way of life in your realm of grace and peace. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let your will be done in our lives and in this world that you love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 56 and 149, 2 Samuel 1, 1 through 16, Acts 15, 22 through 35, Mark 6, 1 through 13, and Psalm, oh, and not those. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 56. Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many fight against me, O Most High, when I am afraid. I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps. As they hoped to have my life, so repay them for their crimes. In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling so that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise God's name with dancing, making melody to God with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in God's people. God adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Second Samuel verses one, or chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. After the death of Saul, when David had returned from defeating the Amalekites, David remained two days in Ziklag. 
On the third day, a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. When he came to David, he fell to the ground and did obeisance. David said to him, Where have you come from? He said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. David said to him, How did things go? Tell me. He answered, The army fled from the battle, but also many of the army fell and died, and Saul and his son Jonathan also died. Then David asked the young man who was reporting to him, How do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan died? The young man reporting to him said, I happened to be at Mount Gilboa, and there was Saul leaning on his spear, while the chariots and the horsemen drew close to him. When he looked behind him, he said, he saw me and called to me. I answered, Here, sir. And he said to me, Who are you? And I answered him, I am an Amalekite. He said to me, Come, stand over me and kill me, for convulsions have seized me, and yet my life still lingers. So I stood over him, and I killed him, for I knew that he could not live after he had fallen. I took the crown that was on his head and the amlet, armlet that was on his arm, and I have brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them, and all the men who were with him did the same. They mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for his son Jonathan, and for the army of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. David said to the young man who had reported to him, Where do you come from? He answered, I am the son of a resident alien and Amalekite. David said to him, Were you not afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? But David called one of the young men and said, Come here and strike him down. So he struck him down, and he died. David said to him, Your blood be on your head, for your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. Acts 15, 22-35 Then the apostles and the elders, with the consent of the whole church, decided to choose men from among their members and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the believers of the Gentile origin in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that certain persons who have gone out from us, though with no instructions from us, have said things to disturb you and have unsettled your minds. We have decided unanimously to choose representatives and to send them to you, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood, and from what is strangled and from fornication. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So they were sent off and went down to Antioch. When they gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. When its members read it, they rejoiced at at the exhortation. Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After they had been there for some time, they were sent off 
in peace by the believers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, and there, with many others, they taught and proclaimed the word of the Lord. And from Mark 6, 1 through 13. Jesus left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them, and he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts but to wear sandals, and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place will not welcome you, and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and appointed with oil, anointed with oil many who were sick, and cured them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so now we are in 2 Samuel. Now, the difference between 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel is, um, well, remember back when you had to, <laughs> our, our media, our music was bound to physical media. So maybe a record, maybe an 8-track, maybe a cassette. Maybe a CD, depends on your age. And if there was more information, if there was more music, if there was more whatever than could fit on that one, you had to put it in two. Well, that's exactly what happened with uh, First and Second Samuel. It's all one story, presumably all put together, at least edited by the same person. Probably not Samuel, as he is dead uh, halfway through the first part. But uh, someone put it together, and it did not fit all on one scroll. So they put half of it on one scroll, and at the death of Saul, that seems like a good time for intermission, and they put on the second scroll. So Saul has died. David is uh, off. He is campaigning uh, for a little while. We got There's a little bit of backstory that we skipped over, that he was actually a part of the Philistine army because he had been taking... A refuge with them, but they actually kicked him out because they were going against the Israelites. And so there was this, um, this battle at Ziklag. He comes back from that, and there is an Amalekite who comes with the news that Saul is dead and that Saul is dead by his hand. Last we heard, Saul had fallen on his sword. So either this comes from a different source, or it may be he fell on his sword and didn't die immediately, and so this happened as well. Um, either way, 
this is the person who ultimately, it seems, has dispatched Saul and has now brought the crown and the, um, the armlet back to David, the rightful king. But David is not excited. David is grieved deeply at the loss of Saul and of Jonathan. He, he tears his clothes, and so do all the men with him. Um, it's a big deal to kill the Lord's anointed. God has anointed Saul. Um, this is why David multiple times could have killed Saul, but did not do so, because that's not something that he thought he could take on. And so that maybe explains maybe the grief, maybe this high calling and this understanding of, of the Lord's anointed is the reason that he has this Amalekite killed. Um, it's a little bit troubling, but it also gives us a little bit of a glimpse of David's just inner turmoil and, um, and challenge that he has in this. Then we have the letter to the, to the Gentiles from the Jerusalem council. James, remember, gets up and says we shouldn't lay these strong um, things upon the people, and so we're going to send them a letter. And even the letter, it's pretty loosey-goosey, isn't it? It's not exactly what we're expecting, especially from you know those who have held up the 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 Old Testament law. Here it is. It's you know, well, it seems good to us and it seems good to the Holy Spirit that we should do these things. We're going to tell you a few things. You should abstain from eating meat sacrificed to idols, um, that you should not drink or eat blood, that you should stay away from sexual impurity, fornication, um, and that you shouldn't worship idols. And even then, it's we think that you would do well if you stayed away from those things. It's not, even then, it's not this stringent sort of like, this is much what you must do. Paul goes on and tells certain people, you know what, if you don't have a problem with meat sacrificed idols, if you're not worried about that, don't even worry about that, right? Um, so these rules are not really rules. They're guidelines. They're things to, to kind of shoot for as we're gathering together in this community. And a lot of it is much more about community than other things. That um, you, a Gentile believer eating food sacrificed idols or food with a bunch of blood in it is actually going to be distancing from between you and other Jewish believers. And so maybe let's, let's try to not do that, um, too much. And in fact, that's one of Paul's big concerns is that distance between, uh, believers. But they firmly understand that is not about what you do. It is about grace. That doesn't mean that you should go and sin and do whatever you want to do. It means that all of us are saved, not by our own righteousness, by our own works, but by the grace of Jesus Christ. So they say, you know what? Here's some things to stay away from, but you, like we, have been saved by grace. They send um, ambassadors there to Antioch. They go with Paul and Barnabas and send several people from Jerusalem and there is great rejoicing because these believers don't have to be circumcised. I'm sure there's quite a bit of that, but also that, that they're able to really participate fully without having to change everything. Um, this, again, is a watershed moment for the church that it's not about doing all these things. It's about faith. 
faith in Jesus Christ. It's it's um, salvation by, by grace through faith that we cannot boast. We cannot um, earn our own salvation. And the second we think that we have, we're getting into problems. Then Jesus is speaking to um, to the disciples. We have a couple things here. Jesus sends out the 12 into the villages and he gives them authority um, to go and and speak the good news, to cast out demons, to heal people, to, to sort of get people ready. The reason for this is he has gone to Nazareth, his hometown, and people are grumbling. They're saying, isn't this Jesus? Like, this is Joe and Mary's son. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. And he says to them, you know what? A, a prophet has honor everywhere except for his hometown. So I'm not going to do anything here because you don't have the faith because you just see me as one of your own. So part of it, I think, is that he is sending out these disciples because they're not him. Even Jesus realizes that there are some things that he cannot do. There are people who will not receive him because of whatever reason, but they may receive this other person, which is a good reminder that sometimes we're sent out into the world. Sometimes we're sent to proclaim the gospel. And sometimes, you know what? People just don't listen to us. That's okay. Maybe they'll listen to someone else. It's not just about us. It's about this kingdom that we are participating in. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Loving God, as the rising sun chases away the night, so you have scattered the power of death and in the raising of Jesus Christ and you bring us all blessings in him. Especially we thank you for the ministry of word and sacrament. Those who serve and care for others. The affection of our friend. You, your call to love and serve one another. The presence and power of your spirit. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the opportunity to gather together for Vacation Bible School, for, for all of the many volunteers who are working to put everything together, for the 41-plus children who will be gathering together um, and learning and growing and singing and playing and doing crafts and doing all the things that Vacation Bible School is. And pray that you would bless this time. Mighty God, with the dawn of your love, you reveal your victory over all that would destroy or harm, and you brighten the lives of all who need you. Especially we pray for the church in the Asian Pacific region.
endangered species of animals and plants. Those who are isolated by sickness or sorrow. Those who suffer mental anguish. All who seek the way and truth of Christ. People of God, for what else do we pray? Lord God, we pray for Mary Ann, a friend of Bill's, who has dizziness. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who has a broken tibia and continues to need nursing care. For Margaret, who is on IV antibiotics for an infection in her jawbone. For Robin, a friend of the Garlands and the Wises, who is recovering from a serious stroke. For Brad Gibbons, a friend of the Wises, who is recovering from brain surgery as well as his wife and son. For Sophia, who is applying and interviewing for jobs. For the Marlers. For Mike, friend of Cheryl's, who's been diagnosed with stage four cancer. For Fran, a friend of Amy's, who has sudden hearing of loss, as well as Rena, a friend of Amy's who has breast cancer, and also two young children. We pray for Debbie, who is recovering from hip replacement, has fallen and broken some ribs, and so therefore is in some pain. We also pray for David, who slipped and fell in the shower and needed stitches in his head. Holy God, your love is higher than the heavens, and your grace is wider than the sea. Awaken our hearts to the joy of your presence and open our lips to sing your praise. To the glory of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Now let us serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, John Calvin Church. Org for more information. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button. I think I said that all up twice. Our, re our liturgy came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And um, there you go. And I realize, oh, I was looking at the wrong calendar. Okay, we're good. We're good. It's still the 24th. All right. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye.